and welcome to the second episode of the show. I have Sean with me today to discuss cats, which is a dear topic of mine. He's an animal lover and he's very knowledgeable. I had to warn him a bit beforehand that I'm still getting the hang of this podcast thing.、Uh, and he was very patient with me. So thank you for that, Sean.、Um, and here is the conversation that we had. Enjoy! Thank you, Sean, for taking the time to come on the show. So, you're a cat lover.、Um, yes, yes, indeed, I am. I'm fascinated by cats. They're, they're my favorite things. So, yeah, I've definitely learned a lot just from studying. I wouldn't call myself an expert, but I know some stuff. How many、uh, cats do you actually own? Well, I wouldn't say I own them, they just kind of hang out here.、Uh, <laughs> I adopted two. Currently, so there are two that are permanent residents at my house, and there are several others that come to visit and eat here that I don't, I don't claim to、uh, have ownership of. So,、uh, so maybe, maybe about, well, yeah, two, two that I own, and、uh, about five altogether. But some of them are neighborhood cats that don't really have a particular owner. So, they just come and hang out here and eat, eat my food. And you live in Thailand? Yeah, yeah, north of Thailand. So, these are stray cats that sort of like come to you for food. Are there a lot of stray cats in Thailand?、Um, I wouldn't say a lot. There are, there are stray cats.、Um, I just call them neighborhood cats, really.、Um, I don't think there's a problem with them too much. The government have started to spay a lot of the, the females that they find. If they find a female、um, that they consider to be stray, they take it to the vet.、Um, they have it、uh, spayed so that it can't reproduce yeah, and then send it back out onto the street. So I don't think there's a major issue.、Um, but yeah, it's, it's not uncommon to see cats walking around in alleyways and things. I guess、um, there are way too many cats for people to adopt. I'm assuming like, that's why、uh, they're sent back to the streets. Because we have a similar problem here in the UAE. Oh,、um, really? A lot of cats are waiting to be adopted. There was a department, there was a government department here called Feline Friends. And they started、uh, catching and spaying cats. They would drop them off at the same place they were picked up from. because People simply didn't,、um, there are simply way too many cats for people to adopt. Yeah. I, th- I think a, a big part of the problem, I think, with cats in the, like, I don't want to call them non domesticated, but like strays, let's, let's say stray cats, is that、um, they're, they're so used to humans that they're not afraid, like other animals. You know,、uh, deer and animals like that, they don't be- really become a problem because they're, they're afraid of humans and they're timid animals, but cats aren't, and they, they will come and make themselves at home. They sort of choose you. And I guess they could be considered invasive. You know, in a residential area, if, you, if you've got growing amounts of cats,、uh, yeah, I can see that causing some problems. Yeah, they sort of,、uh, cats have a way of choosing you. It's selfish on their part. They are not very nice.、Uh, I, don't, I don't think any cats are actually nice. I think they're just cats, to be honest.、Oh, no. <laughs> I think they just are what they are.、Uh, I don't think they're, they're nice or, or evil or 
good or bad, you know. I don't think they have a moral compass. They just are what they are. Um, yeah, I mean, they're portrayed in media as uh, uh, linked to the devil and witches and this kind of thing and black magic with cats. There's a lot of pop culture that revolves around that. So Yeah, a lot yeah. of paranormal stuff. Yes, pun intended, right? <laughs> I feel like we're constantly fighting for attention and love from our cats, you know. Mm. Um, they're just, they just have a, a way of keeping us wanting attention from them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, even, even my uh, live-in cats, as I might call them, um, they, they just hang out and they'll have a scratch when they want a scratch. And if they don't want a scratch, they'll let me know. And they're like, no, sorry, we don't want any attention. Leave us alone. They don't really interact. They're more like ornaments that just sit around on my furniture and look pretty <laughs> and, and, eat, and eat, their own, eat their food when I put it out for them. Um, but one, one of the guys, um, well, I have two girls, but one that um, is always around is a guy called William. And I had to have him neutered because he was so aggressive. He was highly aggressive. Um, so I had to catch yeah, him. Yeah, male cat. Yeah. Um, quite an old boy. I think he was here before I moved into this neighborhood. So he'd been around a while. Um, but he was very aggressive towards my, my cats and um, actually put one of them in into hospital, the vet, I oh. should say, uh, in an, oh, that's bad. with an attack. And I thought, oh, that's enough. And I took him and had him snipped. And since then, he's been a pleasure. And he sits outside on my motorcycle waiting for me in the morning. And um, he, he shares the food with the girls. And yeah, he's a nice boy now. Yeah, I'm assuming that he um, he was, uh, they obviously like hurt each other for dominance. You know, they're tomcats. Uh, William sounds like a tomcat. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess they must have a major... Um, influence from their hormones i'm assuming it's their hormones that are affected you know losing their genitalia is clearly going to mess up some chemistry there i sort of knew a similar type of cat his name was uh, i named him simba and i think he was there before i moved in um he was uh, hanging out in the garage and everything and i noticed how aggressive he was with the other cats in the area and at that point i didn't know what a tomcat was um, I started giving him food and everything, and I would notice he would have so many cuts and wounds and um, scratches. Oh, really? And, yeah, he was probably busy fighting the whole, <laughs> you know, oh, for for dominance and in the territory. Dangerous. He uh, and he was uh, neutered, which is the odd part. He was still aggressive, and I noticed that one of his ears were snipped. Uh, that's how that's how I knew that he was neutered. This is uh, that's what feline friends did to cats that were um, took off the streets and spayed and put back, so you would know the difference. My other cat, in uh, I which I found in the same area, I named her Meow Meow. Um, Meow Meow and Simba never got along. Simba was just ballsy. He would go to the neighbor's uh, dogs and steal their dog food, fight with them, uh, injure them, and uh, come back home. Wow, that's that's uh, that's a brave cat, I must say. I think they're almost the same thing, right? Dog food and cat food. This is pretty much just ground up meat with some jelly or gravy in there. 
he would also be drinking from the neighbor's、uh, swimming pool. Oh, so yeah, lovely. I bet that I bet that made them really happy. Neutering didn't really change him. You know, there was something odd as well near the house. It was a big tree, and that tree had a hole on the bottom. Simba and a few other cats were suspiciously going into the hole at late hours of the night. They were hanging out in the tree. I'm assuming it was just a cat club sort of thing, you know. Um, they probably had like, <laughs> a casino type of situation going on, or gangs of meow type of deal in there. Maybe they had a poker den, and they're just going for a little bit of gambling. I, I hear cats love to gamble. I think the target audience of that club was、um, cats like Simba or William. William would probably love the tree. Yeah, he'd be a dealer, I think, in at the blackjack table. <laughs> They had a very active、uh, nightlife.、Um, it was very suspicious, and I know I had all the time in the world to notice those activities. There were、uh, some cats that were dragged into it, including、uh, poor Meow Meow. Coerced,、uh, coerced into the <laughs> hole. <laughs> oh, that's very unusual. Yeah, cats are unusual. Yeah, they they decimate wildlife populations, which is something that, as an animal lover, I love cats.、Um, but they're they're just awful for local wildlife populations. Just about two hours ago,、um, there's a house opposite mine. Has a lovely big garden, and、um, William, my、uh, guest cat, I guess he could be called. Uh, he came stalking out of the garden with a huge raven-like bird、oh、in his mouth, freshly caught. I think the thing was—it was still <laughs> flapping, and he just strolled off down the street with it. And I—I I, I stood up and walked to the door, and I considered chasing him and taking it away and saying, "No, bad cat." <laughs> bad cat. Perhaps that's his dinner, you know. So, <laughs> naughty, naughty! Don't follow your instincts. Don't cats think that、uh, birds and dead animals and things are、uh, presents for us? At least that's what I noticed with、uh, the, my third cat. Her name was her name is she's still alive. Bun buns. That's what she did. She would bring me birds every day, and、um, they would be half alive. It was just awful for the bird. The the birds. Uh, reportedly, um, a lot of people think that you know if if they bring. Uh, if the cat brings home a morsel of mouse, or perhaps in my case a gecko, from time to time, or even a little bird, a lot of people think, "Oh, the cat is bringing you a gift to show its appreciation." No, that's false. What they're actually saying is, "You are terrible at hunting. Let me show you how to do it." Here, look, I've caught one for you. That's basically what they're saying. Oh man! So I was getting insulted. <laughs> I was getting insulted the whole time. It, Ah,、oh, the cats, of course. Then they don't. They don't. They like you said it. They're not nice. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're basically saying, "You stupid human! You can't hunt." Yeah, Look, let me show you how. This is how you hunt. I've caught this thing. Copy what I'm doing. Oh boy! And here I was thinking that I was building this nice, cute bond with these cats, and they'll remember me for all the good food that I gave. You know, all of them. Nice. It nice. might be a bond because it's it's. It perhaps it's showing that you know you're、uh, it's familiar with you. 
the fact that it's actually brought you something. Yeah, it thinks I'm worthy of It's trying help. to help you out, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> Look, human, this is how you hunt. I mean, I noticed that uh, the younger cats that I started taking care of, um, they were mostly kittens, but um, mm. four or five months old. And I noticed they would be very bad at uh, hunting. I'm assuming it's because their mother uh, got separated from them. But yeah, they were um, they were not very good at hunting because most of the things that they brought me back were half alive. Or I don't know if they wanted it to be half oh, alive. Perhaps, I don't know. Perhaps they came from um, you know if they if they were all young, I mean, they have natural instincts for hunting. If they didn't have a parent cat to show them, you know how to do it, then uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just useless cats. <laughs> that could I mean, be what, which which cats are useful? Oh no, wait. Okay, so a lot of cats are used for um, yeah, hunting mice. Yeah, they keep snakes out of my garden. Snakes? Um, Did you say snakes? Not not often, but uh, it it being tropical here, and I'm not far from jungle territories. Um, there's a big mountain. Just I'm looking at it right now. And it's it's all jungle, so there's like thick forest full of tropical species, and we do get we do get the occasional snake, but they take care of it, big ones, small ones, but mostly non-venomous, thankfully. Are there big cats in the jungle? Um, I have an interesting story I can tell you about the big cats. I mean, not in my local neighbourhood because I live just outside the city, so it's far too. Um, too much civilization here for big cats, but yeah, there are tigers here. Um, and I went a few years back, I was traveling on a fishing trip and I rode up to a big reservoir um, about an hour north of where I live. And I set up my little camp and I started fishing. And this was in the late afternoon and some of the, uh, the, the wildlife park managers came and said, oh, you can't stay here tonight. I said, oh, no, it's fine. I have my tent. I have, I've got food. I'll make a campfire. And they said, no, there's been tigers sighted in this area. Um, so you know, there will be absolutely no camping at all. So they sent me home before dark, which I thought was uh, quite interesting. And then I told my father this story. And I said, wow, you know, I could have had a tiger encounter. And he said, you should have stayed, son. Said, I would love to tell my friends that my son was eaten by a tiger. <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask you the same thing. Did you get eaten by a tiger? And I realized, oh man, he's on the call, so he probably didn't. Yeah, that would be an Damn it. that would be an alternate reality, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's many. Uh, it's a very low population because of uh, you know uh, hunting in the past and you know the the expansion of modern civilization, which has, I guess, not scared them off, but encroached on their habitat so yeah it's kind of sad really yeah it's sad how are the hunting laws over there yeah i i, I mean i see hunters every day spear spear fishermen um who have these kind of crossbow like things um that they, they look they look like rifles they're pretty intimidating but when you realize it's just some guy hunting for his dinner uh harpooning fish in the local river it's not it's you know, it's not that suspicious, but uh, yeah, people do hunt here. Uh, my my entire family hunt frogs at night. Frogs? They're what you might call peasants. They're kind of like village people. 
and they'll, they'll go out at night with flashlights and they'll hunt frogs. That, that's interesting. I've never and, heard of um, that before. Make, frogs. I don't know what they do with them. Frog burgers or something, perhaps. I'm not sure. A frog Big Mac. <laughs> How, I mean, I can't imagine frogs tasting nice. They look like jelly. I can't imagine it tasting nice. I mean, I've eaten frogs before. They're not particularly great. They're not bad either. But, they look um, like they have a lot of water content. They kind of just mush it all up in a bowl. Lots of little frogs. I don't think these are big ones. They're kind of very small frogs. So they collect a lot of them and then squish them into some frog paste. And I've only ever seen them pre-processing. Pre-processing? the dinner table. <laughs> so I can't really say. Now I'll see all animals pre-processing. Frog, frogs aren't too bad, to be honest. I've, I've eaten frogs. Um, like, it's a common thing in China to eat. Um, and they're, they're okay. They're not too bad. They're not... Like I say, they're not great, but they're not terrible either. So they're worth trying. You never know. Depends yeah, how I mean, uh, different countries um, in the world eat different things. Oh no, I mean, like some part of the world, they, they, they Colombia. I think they love a bit of iguana. It's quite common there. They sell them by the side of the road as bush meat. So um, I know that people do eat iguanas. Chinese people eat everything. There's one thing I learned from living in China is there is nothing that Chinese people will not eat. Um, including endangered species. Oh, you lived in China as well? Uh, yeah, I spent five years living in China before it came the, the uh, fascist nightmare that it is today. I, uh, yeah, I, I had a great life in China. It was fantastic. Um, in 2008, which is, wow, it's a long time ago now, um, I was living in London, uh, where I'd lived my whole life. And I, I don't like the place <laughs> I didn't like it at the time I don't like it now uh, so I decided I needed a change and my father was out there uh, working as a university lecturer and he said hey come to China and check it out so I did uh, went for a holiday and I enjoyed it so much that I came home pretty much just packed up so got my savings and left and, and disappeared to China within the space of a couple of months that's that's pretty bold of you. Uh, a lot of people dream of doing what you just described. Like that's pretty bold. Yeah, it was, it, it was just something I had to do. I, uh, my life was going nowhere in England. You know, I felt like I just needed to get out and try something different. So that's what I did. Did you try uh, new foods in China? Yes, I didn't eat anything spicy before I went to China, um, and now I don't eat anything without chili. It really changed my food. eating habits. I used to tolerate that as a kid, but somehow I don't have tolerance for it anymore. Um, tell me if I'm wrong, but do people eat cats in China? Is yeah, that true? They do. <laughs> there are uh, in in the south, um, closer to Hong Kong. Uh, there's a there's a big province called Guangzhou, where they have cat restaurants. Yeah, and I've never seen one. Personally, but I know from my my father has told me he walked past one with his wife at one point and said, "Oh, look, there's lots of cats in the window, aren't they cute?" He thought it was a pet shop, and then he loves cats too. So a little a little bit further down the road, um, you know, far away from this cat shop, uh, my my stepmother told told him that it was actually a cat restaurant and those cats were for the table and not 
to be rehoused. Oh. Which is kind of sad. It's very sad. Like, all these cute cats were, yeah. you know, going to be seasoned and cooked. I would imagine so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a speciality restaurant, so I don't think it's a common thing. Is it like a lobster type of deal where you enter the restaurant and then, you know, choose the cat that you want to eat and have on your plate? It's not like a McDonald's where everyone's just like, hey, let's go and get a cat for, for lunch, you know? It's uh, a McKitty. A Mc, yeah. <laughs> let's have a Mc, a McFluff. Oh, man, McFluff. That's <laughs> awful. I don't like the thought of it. Um, I don't like the thought of dogs being eaten either. But I'm, I'm sure at some point I've probably eaten dog without knowing it. Um, I've eaten lots of meat that is questionable. Do doesn't everything taste like chicken? And that, you know, therefore you can't understand, like, what you're, what type of meat you're eating? It's, it's hard to know. Some places, um, you know, if you're in a, a small town in a back street and they serve you what they might call pork, beef, lamb, or any of the above, uh, it may be none of those things. It could be pigeon. It could be rat. It's scary. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to know. So um, I, I probably have unknowingly eaten dog. I wouldn't choose dog from a menu. So, so people with allergies cannot go to China because <laughs> they don't know what they're eating. They'll uh, never know. Like, a, like a, a food allergy? Um, yes. I think you'd have to stick to mainstream Western restaurants like KFC and McDonald's because those are the only places you could really guarantee to get what you're actually ordering, you know? So you basically choose, oh, do I want a blocked artery or do I want to die of allergies? Yeah, take your pick. Take your pick. Death either way, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all for this episode. I'll see you in the next one.